Hi, everybody, and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger here with Autumn and our guest this week, Shay Gomez. She is a sober content creator and she runs the account No Booze Babes, which is an incredible community of people who are not drinking. She has a lot of content that's relatable to young women in the space. Um, and we're super excited to chat with her today. We've been wanting to get this going. And so we're really excited to have her on. Welcome to the podcast, Shay. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we're here. Yes, we are so happy you're here. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. Let us know how you got sober. What brought you to kind of change your relationship with alcohol? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a long journey. Um, for a long time, I, you know, was living my dreams in my early twenties. I graduated college and that's really when my drinking was the heaviest. Um, you know, my parents went through a divorce. I graduated. I was like, where do I fit in this world? I moved to New York city, which is, you know, the city that never sleeps. You can be up at all hours out at bars, you know? And I thought I was like living that dream of, um, you know, going out and all of that. Um, you know, so I definitely had moments where I was like, oh, I'll do dry January. I'll do sober October kind of like check-ins with myself, but it was also kind of a way for me to be like, oh, look, I don't have a problem. Like I can stop for a month, but then I would kind of pick up the same thing as soon as it was the first of the next month, you know, and then I would black out and make out with everyone and you know what I mean? Just do all the same things. And so <laughs> nothing really changed. Um, so I think for a long time, I like deep down wished that I could not drink. I remember, you know, I worked in the service industry and there's a lot of drinking that comes along with that and like working at a bar and all of that. And there was someone I worked with who didn't drink and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so jealous, which is so silly looking back on it because it's like, I'm in control of my own life. I could have chose, I could have made the choice to not drink, but I couldn't imagine life without drinking. You know, it's so much a part of society, being social, dating, everything, fitting in, whatever it may be. So I couldn't imagine that. Um, but yeah, I took breaks and, um, you know, over the years, you know, your body reacts differently to alcohol. I think in my like mid twenties, you know, I noticed the hangover is getting worse, the anxiety getting worse. Um, and, you know, sometimes it was like, I'd have two glasses of wine and I'd be foggy the next day. So it was just kind of like a game that I no longer wanted to play of like, am I going to be hungover? Am I going to be like sick and tired? You know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, a lot of things happen along the way, but I ended up taking a three month break because I kind of had a moment with myself, like, Hey, you've done like one month. Let's like, see what it's like to take an extended period of time and really like reevaluate and see how you feel. And also having three months in an end date didn't feel final. It felt like I could do that. Like I have an end date and then I can like do whatever I want. Um, but I felt amazing. And I was like, gosh, I haven't been hungover for 90 days. I just feel brighter. Like everything feels better to me. So I kept making excuses to extend the break. So I'm a performer, I'm a singer and I had concerts coming up. So I was like, Oh, I got a concert. I'll go another week. Oh, I have another concert. I'll go another week. And really I had to like have a moment with myself and be like, you know, it's okay to like, not want to drink again. It's totally fine. Like you have to listen to yourself. And I think it's easy to get so distracted and be like, no, but everyone drinks. And like, 
that's how you go out and socialize and whatever it may be. But I think I really just checked in with myself and, um, yeah. And so I just kept going. And at six months I launched no booze babes. I just wanted a place where people could, um, celebrate and support a booze free life and where I could also connect with other people. Um, you know, for a long time I was searching on Instagram, like hashtag sober curious or like hashtag whatever. And, um, I really realized that there were so many incredible women that weren't drinking. And I was like, oh my gosh, their lives haven't stopped. Like they're still smiling in their pictures, you know, all these things. And I realized that it was really possible for myself too. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to share a little bit about my journey. And it was kind of like me sharing too with people in my personal life, like, Hey, I'm not drinking. Like this is me now. And, um, it held me accountable. And also just me sharing, you know, a little bit about my truth and my journey, I connected with so many people that felt the same way, right? He has such a negative stigma. And I think that held me back from cutting alcohol out of my life quicker, sooner in my life. Um, but also I wanted no booze babes to be no booze babes because I want it to be approachable. I want everyone to feel like they're welcome. It, it's like the booze free party that everyone's invited to. I think, you know, not everyone calls themselves sober and that's okay. You don't have to put yourself in a box. You don't have to label yourself you can just go about it. Every day is different, whatever. Um, but I want to, you know, people who are doing like on a break or who do consider themselves sober or who are pregnant looking for like other options or, you know, people who are curious, like I want everyone to have a place where they feel seen and celebrated and they realize that it's like beautiful to be booze free. Um, you know, I, I like to like glamorize an alcohol-free lifestyle because alcohol is so glamorized. Like I would look at these like women that are like fabulous and dressed up and toasting champagne. And I was like, I want to be that when I was younger. And I'm like, wait, I can still be that and be clear <laughs> and be clear and present and not hungover and not making out with randos and like all of the things. And my makeup can still be intact and I can like go home and do my face routine and I can still feel fabulous and get dressed up and dance till three in the morning. I share a lot about that on no booze babes, just like the real stuff of like, yeah, I'm home at 4am. I was dancing the night away, but I may be tired tomorrow, but like I'm hangover free and I was present and I was, I remember my conversations and all of that. So, um, you know, no booze babes has been just such an amazing community of a, a lot of women, there are boys too, boys are babes as well, but a lot of incredible women that I've connected with from all over the world and just people who want something better for their lives or like, Hey, alcohol is actually not serving me or, you know, maybe holding me back from my goals or, you know, maybe it's just not in the equation right now and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's that, I guess. And honestly, <laughs> almost four years sober. It's the best decision I've ever freaking made. I've never felt more beautiful in my own skin. I've never felt more in control of my life. I've never felt, you know, I feel like a better sister, daughter, friend, like I'm more reliable. I feel like it's helped me in my career. Um, obviously there's ups and downs, right? Like with anything, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. There's hard times too, but the good significantly outweighs the bad. So yeah, I'm in it for life, baby. <laughs> I want to like touch specifically on something you said that I super resonated with. And I think it's so important to call out is the fact that you're like 
while you were like, oh, there, there are problematic things I'm doing, like drinking out and whatever, like making out strangers, relatable, been there. <laughs> but the biggest thing that at least for me was like my tipping point and wanting to explore sober curiosity was I wanted to. And I think once I, I love what you said there, because it's like once I admitted like, oh, this is something I'm wanting to do, like, why am I holding myself back? And like, I had those same feelings of envy towards people who were taking extended breaks from drinking or who felt confident being like, oh, yeah, I'm like, not, I don't know, like I'm not drinking right now. Or like one of our friends took a full year off and I was like, I wish I could do that. And I was like, I can't, like, why don't I just do it? <laughs> so, so funny. You're I want to call that out because it like, if other people are feeling that way, it's like, that's a, a desire you can lean into. And like you said, feel so good. Like you're so happy with your decision. It's not gonna, once you finally admit that, like, you can agree with this desire to not drink, even though society tells you that's like shameful, like it's only good things on the other side of it. And so I just wanted to call that out. Um, I would love to get into relationships, um, starting with like friendships. How did your friendship shift? I also loved what you said about how you launched your account to like tell everyone that you weren't drinking. Cause I did that with my TikTok. Like that's that. why I started posting. I was like, I don't want to have this conversation a million times at parties. I'm You're just like, going like, to check, um, check out my profile. You can learn all about what <laughs> like, I'm you can learn everything about it. Um, but yeah, how did your friendships change when you, how old were you when you start, when you cut it out alcohol? I think 27. And I was also in a relationship, which that also, like, I honestly don't know if I would have stopped drinking, but I was in a relationship at the time. And I think it's just different. Like me being single and crazy and stumbling home and not remembering things. And then like, wake up the next day, obviously feeling like crap because I'm like, well, what did I do? How did I get home? Do I have my debit card? All that stuff. But also when someone else is in bed next to you and you're like, um, like, this is also something I want to say and something that also helped me back from getting sober, not only like the label of like sobriety and like AA and I'm like, that's not me though. I don't resonate with that. So I must be okay. There's such a gray area. And I know you know about this. Um, There's such a gray area and you don't have to be drinking every single day to be like, Oh, I have to stop. I wasn't hiding alcohol. I wasn't doing any of these things. I wasn't, you know, I was a very much a social drinker. Would I look forward to when I was going to drink next? Yeah. Like, did I have a quote unquote problem? I don't know. I guess, you know, we can dive into that, but like, was my drinking problematic when I was doing it? Yes. Like was my headspace like when I was out, I was thinking about my next drink. I was thinking, am I drinking faster than everyone? Are we going to order another bottle? Like I wasn't even in the present moment because that's where my head was. Like I was so sick of those mind games and alcohol taking up so much headspace. Like life is short. Like I can't spend that time doing that. I can't spend waste days hungover. Like it just, it's enough. Anyway, my relationship. So I was in a relationship at the time. Um, obviously my relationship shifted significantly. Um, and when it comes to friendships, like my friends who have been my best friends forever are still my best friends. They love me for me. And I think that's something that people need to really think about too, because like you have to live your life for you. I think for so long, I've been like worried about what others think and like worried about like how they're going to see me. And I was worried launching no booze babes that people would be like, Oh my God, you don't drink. You must have a problem and draw all these conclusions about me. But I'm like, let them, they don't have to walk in your shoes. They didn't have to like stumble home. They didn't have to like, you know, 
apologize for saying something stupid the night before to your best friend or getting in a fight, whatever it may be. Like you have to live your life for you and do what's best for you. And if that feel, if that feels like, Hey, taking a break from alcohol, like listen to yourself, listen to your heart, but (laughs) you're away, you know? So my best friends are still my best friends. My drinking friends that became very clear. Like the thing that we have in common is going out and drinking. And I wasn't getting as many invites and stuff, but at that time, and I was navigating like what my relationship with alcohol was or what I wanted it to be, I didn't want to go and get bottle service. I didn't want to go into those environments that I was getting handed drinks because, you know, I was like, I have a goal and I'm going to meet this goal, you know, and that's, what's important to me. So yeah, you definitely realize who your drinking friends are and who like, that's all you do together. And the deeper connections that you've always had just deepen even more. At least that was my experience. Yeah. I want to highlight that what you're talking about too, about like the gray area of like problematic versus like, it doesn't serve me anymore. And we interviewed Millie Gooch from Sober Girl Society too. And she talks about rock middles and how there's no, you don't need to have some like you're on the brink of divorce and losing your whole family to like recognize that it doesn't feel good for you. You know, like it could just be, oh, it's actually really unsafe and dangerous that I'm blacking out and walking myself home. Like, uh, what the fuck? Like, I think about <laughs> Jordan and I, we like studied abroad when we were 19 and we'd be in like random countries, blacked out going home. I'm like, that is so, so unsafe, but it's so normalized, which is terrifying, especially as a young woman. <clears throat> Also, you and I have been in so many unsafe blacked out situations. I was not sure where you were going <laughs> with that one. So I'm like, just to say, yes, agreed. I just want to say one other thing on that. Like, also the problems can be completely personal. I think that's mm-hmm. something that, I mean, I, mine were external. I also was in a relationship that has definitely <laughs> like helped me sort this out. But some people like, you can just not like drinking. Like you can just not want to be foggy tomorrow. The problems don't have to be like, relationship impacting or impacting anyone else around you it can just be how you're thinking about it and I think that's so important to talk about because it's just especially at like this age where we I mean we're 24 and like we don't have as much to lose in a way like it's like we're not like so far in our careers that like oh no we're gonna lose like our marriage and our career it's like there's a lot more just kind of like who cares just keep doing it and I think I don't know, like you can just be unhappy with alcohol and that can be the only reason that you're changing your relationship with it. So I love that you talked about like, there's such a spectrum. Totally. Yeah. You like, yeah, I think for so long, I didn't listen to myself because I was just like, oh no. And you just get caught up in everything. And like, it's easy to like, you know, living in a fun city or being in your twenties and you're just like, I have to go out and I have to like, do cute videos and I have to do all this stuff and alcohol's involved. And, you know, a lot of the time, like, I mean, with, with like social media and TikTok and everything, so many more people are talking about it. And you also notice that people like kind of like glamorize blacking out, like, Oh my God, I blacked out. I don't even remember. I'm like, are you good? Like, you don't remember. <laughs> so scary. Like I, you know, but also I was that girl who like mm. blackout and make jokes about it because I felt shitty about myself. I was like, I'm a horrible mm-hmm. person, but I actually remember this part of the night. Like I'd give myself credit for the things I remembered because I needed to build myself up in some way because I felt so bad about myself. 
Yeah, we talked about that too. Like th- this whole like feral rat club girl in- is like in response to like the clean girl. I'm like, why does it have to be one or the other? Why do you have to be like clean and take care of yourself or you're like a club rat? You know, like why is there no middle ground there? It's like this interesting thing that's happening on the internet. But you talked about in your first three months how you like said no to going out. You like didn't put yourself in situations where there was going to be a lot of drinking. At what point did you start to feel comfortable like going to social events and not drinking? Like when did that turn? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I guess it would be after those three months or maybe like four or five months. Um, I think since at the time, since I was in a relationship and I was like living with my partner, like I'd go home to him. So like, and I was like, that's great. I'd love to like go home and remember, say goodnight and whatever, um, instead of like going out to work or something and staying out. Um, but I've always been a very social person. Like I love people. I love like dancing. I love all of these things. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, and everyone's different. I was just trying to like kind of navigate that. Um, but I would say after like maybe four or five months, um, but also too, just like, I, I'm okay. Like drinking non-alcoholic options, like non-alcoholic beers or like mocktails or whatever it may be. And I know that's not for everyone, but, um, I was okay with that early on. Um, you know, I wasn't like, Oh, there's traces of alcohol. Like I'm okay with that. Like, I know I'm not going to like reach for the real thing. Um, but that's a whole nother topic of like, you know, people have a lot of words to say about that, but I'm like, you do you boo and I'll do me. (laughs) Um, I, I was able to like go out and, you know, order non-alcoholic options or like a club soda crayon, whatever. And like, honestly, when I go out now, like I love music and music like fuels me. And you also realize like, when a place is fun or not, you know, when you're like blacked out or drunk or whatever, you're like in a gross bathroom, like, like making friends. (laughs) Um, but then you see it it like actually with sober eyes and you're like, this place sucks. Like, (laughs) like fucked up because there's, it's not, it's disgusting. Like it's not good. Um, but now like you really, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you don't drink, you need like maybe like a nap before you go out or like more caffeine. Um, but with like the dim lights and the disco ball and like lights flashing and music playing, like you still get swept up in the night and you still get that like fun euphoric feeling of like dancing with your friends and like kind of on that like fun high, you know, like without any substances. Like, I think I didn't realize that um, until, you know, I'm, I'm going out sober a lot. Like last week I went out till 4am, like two nights in a row. Who am I? I'm 30 years old. Like, <laughs> One, who am I? Like, I'm old. Two, like, who am I? Like, I was going up, I was talking to my friend who I went out with, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in my early 20s again, but I like get to do it over and do it sober. And it's like so nice. I was still like getting late night pizza. Like, I was still following like my old 22 year old Shay drunk girl situations, but like, I was like, I'm ready to go home now. I'm going to go get pizza. I'm going to call an Uber. I'm going to do my full face routine and a full shower. And I'm going to get in bed. You know, like you can still do whatever you want. You know, like life doesn't end. The party doesn't end. Um, You just actually remember the party. And that's kind of (laughs) nice. And you're probably picking like higher caliber places to go. Because I think that's so much of it. Like I went out a few weekends ago and I was like, ew, it's so 
sweaty and like horny in here. Like everyone is just trying to like hook up and I don't know what's going on. It just feels like a frat party over again. I'm like, okay, maybe I've just like graduated that kind of bar. Like I love going out and dancing, but maybe I just need to find like, you know, a better crowd, a a cooler bar that's like less college 2.0 and more like Mm -hmm. we're adults here who are like, you know, I don't know, having a good time, but like, I don't know the vibe. It was weird. It was off. (laughs) You're able to see like what places are fun or not. You're like, okay, well, yeah, then yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how it's like almost mind blowing to people. Like your answer is like, well, I just do fun things now, basically. (laughs) It's like, it's funny how it's mind blowing to people that like the things that we spend all of our time doing could also be fun without alcohol. Like, why is that so surprising? And I think to your point, like there, if, if you were to out dancing with your friends, like that's fun regardless. Like we, I mean, even when we like, we were in college and like live together, we'd have like sober girls nights and like dance around and like, you know, like, I don't think that it's just so funny how much we get convinced that like, Oh, once you are 21, like everything is only fun because there's alcohol involved and your standards are going to center around alcohol. Um, so on that point, kind of, there were a lot of like big, aha things I started noticing once I like started getting critical of my relationship with alcohol and specifically like the culture around drinking um in the early phases of your kind of sobriety journey were there any big things you noticed specifically as like a young woman about the way alcohol shows up culturally or the way alcohol is pushed on us and kind of like those like sober realizations yeah I mean I think I just noticed so many advertisements, like when you're just like watching TV or whatever, like it just, you know, you see whatever, but I just noticed how many, how many alcohol advertisements there were. And like, um, it's just, it it was just interesting to me because I'm like, oh yeah, all them in that ad look like they're having such a great time. They look glamorous. They look amazing. They're not showing people like hungover. They're not showing people like throwing up over the toilet. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not seeing the after, like you're seeing the woo party, this, whatever, whatever they decide to push. I also really noticed, cause like, I love a trashy reality show, how much drinking there is on reality shows, like Vanderpump rules, which, you know, love right now, Vanderpump wives like, <laughs> or whatever. And like, it is interesting to see that change now that a lot of them are getting sober or, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. They didn't have my early twenties on a reality show because seeing my drinking and all of that. Like, I can't imagine watching that and being like, like I'd be mortified. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Um, I understand why some of the get, them get sober cause I'm sure they see their behavior and they're like, Oh, you know, um, but also too, like, yeah, I think as women, I mean, like what I was talking about earlier, you just see these women that you look up to celebrities or like models or, you know, going out and drinking and like looking beautiful. And I think like I associated that with like alcohol, like a martini or a this or sex in the city and cosmopolitans. Like I was like, this is what I strive for. You know, I, when I was younger and underage, um, cause I didn't start drinking till like maybe sophomore year of college. Like I was even late to that. Um, I wasn't like drinking in high school or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you really realize like how much our world is centered around alcohol. And you also realize too, like just the, the wrong pictures that people paint of people who don't drink. Like, and I know, 
you know, maybe this is going off the question, but like, I know, especially you with TikTok, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of trolls. TikTok is so horrible with that, but the amount of like, oh my God, you must be so fun at parties or you're so boring. I'm like, you literally don't even know. Like, it's just so interesting that people like have this misconception. Um, but also a lot of the time you realize like how people's commentary or like mean things that they have to say or judgment, judgment or like eye rolls, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with their relationship with alcohol. And so that's like helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, you really realize how alcohol is like some people's personalities, you know, like, and especially like I got sober and I was working at like, I, I still work at like a membership club, but you just realize how, um, you just see people change in front of your eyes. And you also just realize like how everyone's like shots and like, let's get a bottle and let's get this. And like, that's what brings people together. That's what maybe makes people like a little more comfortable or like numbs them a little bit. Um, what I realized too, is that I was numbing a lot. Like my emotions, things I didn't want to feel, or like if I had an audition and it went poorly, I'd like be like, let's go like, you know, get a bottle of wine or whatever. And, um, what's funny about that now that I'm sober and I've just had so much time, like with myself and to work on myself and to just like kind of step out of that is like me numbing my feelings or numbing things I didn't want to deal with. Like I still had to deal with them. Like it might've numbed it for a moment. And yeah, then I'd feel like shit or like, have a headache or whatever, but like, I still had to deal with that shit like a day or two later or whenever, like it didn't make that go away. Even if it temporarily made me feel something where I escaped myself, it almost just made it harder because then I'd have like anxiety after, you know, um, or I feel sick or I just feel bad about, I feel even worse about myself. And it just like, it's like pouring gasoline on your like anxiety or your, um, emotions. And, um, yeah. So like, I don't know. I know that we're kind of went off of the question, but you just know I thought of aha moments. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's so much, I mean, when our culture is so obsessed with this drug, like I think it's, there are a million aha moments. You can have a big one that I saw was like reading cards. Like I've started reading cards are like, happy birthday. Like let's have a martini or like, you're getting old, have a drink. Like it's literally that's all like, that's like everyone's sense of humor is like, I think Millie just posted about like mother's day in the UK and she was holding up all the mother's day cards. And it was like, for the best mom, like we don't have to tell anyone it was all because of the gin and like just weird. It's so weird. Another thing that I think is awful about it is like kind of to your point about ads is how we glamorize this one side of it, but the second you're like remotely on the side of like, oh, maybe my drinking is problematic or like, maybe I want to change my relationship with drinking. Then they're like, oh, you're an alcoholic, like gross. Like, we don't want to talk about this. Like, we won't look at it, like go be in rehab. And like, we don't want to hear about it. And I think that's where all the trolls are coming from on TikTok. And that's why I hate the like, like, I don't hate AA. AA is a great resource for many people, but I hate the people on that side of the conversation who are also pushing the, like, it's one or the other. I think it's so dangerous. Yes, it is. And that's again, what makes people scared or make, you know, what makes people be like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want people to think that I'm that, which is Mm -hmm. not bad. Like some people do need that help. Some people, AA is such a great resource, but it's just, sometimes it can feel like 
a lose lose because mm-hmm. you know I'll even have trolls be like, oh, like that's trace amounts of alcohol. Like people try to catch you all the time. Or, yeah, you need to like talk to your sponsor. I'm like, if you have a sponsor, great, amazing. Like use your resources, but like that ain't me. And like for yeah. people to put their judgment or their own journey too, there's like there's just no shame in whatever is Mm -hmm. best for you and your specific life and what your needs are. And it takes time to kind of figure that out sometimes. Like maybe some people need that extra help and support and the accountability. Some people just like need to, I mean, I read a quit lit book, like immediately I called a friend who was in AA because he was, you know, sharing about his milestones. And I like broke down to him. Like, I can't do this anymore. And you know, you kind of can carve your own path. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like you, Jordan, like, it's so nice that you are sharing your journey because people will resonate with that and be like, oh my God, I have those feelings too. Like, I guess I could do that. Like I could try to take a break or I could try non-alcoholic options. And like, instead when I go out or, you know, I even say with non-alcoholic options, like utilize them if you want or how you want. Like if you're like, Hey, I'm going to have like a real beer and then a non-alcoholic. So I don't feel like a hundred percent shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like at a tailgate and I'm like day drinking, like, let me mix it up. So I don't really regret it tomorrow or really like blackout or whatever it may be. Like you, I think for people to know that they have an option and there are other paths is huge. Yeah. yeah and I think, I mean, just to your point about like the judgment coming from people, there's just no journey that is correct. And la- two weeks ago, I put, I like put, posted a solo episode, just kind of updating people. Cause I started kind of exploring bringing alcohol back into my life and like how it makes me feel and all these different things. Um, but I think just everyone to know that whatever the option they're wanting to explore, taking a break or cutting out alcohol is good for everyone. <laughs> like, And not that's one of the biggest like things. Like drinking. you're just not like, yeah. And like, even if you're scared that you're an alcoholic, like nobody has gone to rehab and been like, that was a fucking mistake. Like it's like everyone is happy once they figure it out. And so wherever you are on the spectrum, it's good to like ask these questions or like explore the options. Totally. And I think like cutting out alcohol, like allows you to like really listen to yourself and really be present without any distraction. Um, and it takes time for sure. Um, but I feel like I know myself so much more. And of course too, like, you know, when I was drinking heavily, I was in my early twenties, like, what am I doing? you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think we're all still like continuing to discover things about ourselves and everything, but like, I've actually been able to like, listen to myself and listen to what I need. And also my body actually can tell me things like when I'm sick, I know I'm actually sick and not like, Oh, I had a couple glasses of wine the other night. Like maybe I'm, my body's just like, not, not having it. Like my, I can actually, I'm still learning to trust my body because for so long I was like, I didn't trust it when it was trying to tell me like, Hey, you're sick. Or like, Hey, you need to rest. Um, because it was usually like, because I was drinking and it was like not having it. So, (laughs) I mean, that's nice. You can listen to yourself, like sort through things. Therapy is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it was like work on yourself. And like, I just love myself. Like I'm not perfect. Absolutely not. But like, I feel like I, um, alcohol was taking me away from myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's like an escape from something. And so that's beautiful. Um, 
something I want to make sure we talk about because we only have like 10 minutes left. I want to make sure we talk about dating sober. Like, cause I know you started when you were in a relationship, but it sounds like you're not anymore in that relationship. And so what has that been like for you? I'm sure that's been difficult. Well, you know, dating in general is difficult. difficult. <laughs> yeah. Like I think nice is like, I knew when I was like really ready to like let love in and really ready to be excited about someone. Um, you know, everyone's dating goals are different, but like, I really, you know, I'm on the apps for sure, but I really like, it hasn't been till recently, like maybe the last month or so where I feel like the timing is right for me to like, let someone in. Um, but yeah, I'm very open about the fact that I don't drink on the dating apps because it's something I'm proud of one, two, um, if someone's not going to be okay with that, then they're not for me. I feel like it like, mm-hmm. you know, gets rid of the people that aren't for me or that aren't going to be okay with that. So yeah, of course, like a lot of apps have like little icons that say like drinking, smoking, da, da, da. and obviously I have no for those. But let's be real. People are like scrolling pictures and not like looking at all the details. So I make sure like on hinge, like there's a prompt that says like something you should know about me or whatever. And so I say like, I don't drink, but I don't mind if you do and have like a playful emoji. So it's like just out, out there and they can see it. Um, but also too, if people are like, Hey, let's grab a drink, which is like a classic date thing to say. I am like, yeah, absolutely. As long as there's a non-alcoholic option I'm in, like just laying it out right off the bat. And to be honest, like I have had so many people say like, this is so refreshing. Like, I do not want to have to drink on a date. Like, or, oh, I've actually like been taking kind of a break. Like, this is so nice. Like, I've also had people like kind of confess to me, like, you know, people, you know, when I share about not drinking, it kind of gives them permission to share about their relationship with alcohol if they want. So I've had a lot of people be like, yeah, I haven't loved my drinking in the past. Like, da, da, da. And so people like kind of confess to me a little bit or about that. Um, or sometimes like they'll respond directly to that and be like, oh my gosh, let's go get a mocktail or oh, da, da, da. And I'm like, amazing. Like, it's so nice. And I think like a lot of people get scared about sober dating because they're like, who's going to like me sober or whatever, how I'm going to talk about it. But um, I think it takes some time to get your, you know, get your little spiel that you say or whatever. But like, honestly, I'm like, lucky you, you get the best of me, you get me being present on the date. Like when I was drinking and dating, I feel like, you know, with the dates going well, you just continue drinking or you bar hop a little bit and like things get fuzzy and then you might miss red flags and you're like, were they even a good kisser? Like, why did I go home with them? You know, like none of that. I'm able to be like, okay, like I'd like to see this person again or not. Um, and honestly, it's been amazing. Like, yeah, dating's hard. It's like a part-time job for sure. But like, (laughs) I it's brought really cool connections and people into my life. Yeah. I will, neither of us are dating <laughs> at the moment, but I think about that sometimes like just not drinking. I'm, it's like kind of one of the things that I'm scared of <laughs> is like, Oh my God, imagine going on a date sober. Like I've never really gone on a date sober, but then to your point, like this is the best version of me that I like so much more than the old version of me. And like this person, if they don't like this version of me, then like that sucks for them. Like they like, this is like the true authentic me. So why would they even like, why would I even keep them around? So I love that. You're like, it's a really quick filter <laughs> to get like anyone <laughs> out. You're yeah, like, no, okay, you like, suck anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like 
yeah, exactly. So I've had really great conversations because of it. And um, yeah, it definitely filters out the people that are not for me. If they're, if that's going to be such a big thing for them, like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of on that note, what are, we'll wrap up with this question. What are your favorite non-alcoholic drinks or like mocktails? Like what's your go-to at a bar? At a bar? I feel like a lot of them have non-alcoholic beers. So I, I love a Heineken zero with a lime. Um, I also love, they, they, a lot of places in New York have athletic brewings, like run wild IPA, Mm -hmm. which I really like. Um, and you know what, to be honest, a lot of places are carrying more non-alcoholic options, like a zero proof lists and stuff like that, which has been so great to see. So if they have like a non-alcoholic option that has like, you know, is zero proof spirit or something like maybe they're using like liars or ritual or something like that. Like I will always order that. And it kind of depends on my mood, but also too, if they don't have something, I think some people can like be scared to go out. Cause they're like, what if I don't have options? Like give yourself a little pep talk before and be like, okay, they got diet Coke. They got a club soda. They will always have a club soda with lime. And that also too, if you're worried about like someone questioning, like what you're drinking, it looks like a vodka soda. Like who cares? No one knows. As long as you have a drink in your hand, no one's going to bother you. Um, Cause I know that's some people's concern. I don't care at this point. Like I have been talking about my sobriety for so long. That's also why on dates, I'm like so comfortable like with <laughs> myself and talking about sobriety. I'm like, I have done this for almost four years now. And so um, yeah, I, I love like a club soda with a slash of crayon too. Like and hydrating on the dance floor. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. I have had like mixed experiences asking bartenders for non-alcoholic drinks. I mean, usually they're fine if you ask for like a club soda with lime, but if you like try to get fancier, like sometimes if it's a busy bar and I'm like, do you have a non-alcoholic beer? And they don't, they're like very rude about the answer. But for the most part, people are great. Um, I remember when I was first going out, I got it this is like my pet peeve about bars. I got a soda water with lime and because it wasn't a cocktail, they don't put it in a cocktail glass and it like looks like a kitty drink. But I have learned that you can ask and be like, oh, can you put this in a cocktail glass? But regardless, I got this drink. It was like double the size of my friends. And so everyone was coming up to me and was like, oh, you got a double like, damn, like drinking a lot. And it was like early when I wasn't comfortable, like talking to people about it. And so I was like, yeah, like partying, (laughs) like double shots. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, I feel like soda water with lime. That's my, that's my go-to always looks like a vodka soda. (laughs) Nobody knows. I hate when bartenders give you a hard time. Some people have been like so great and a lot of them like do carry options. Um, Mm -hmm. or if not, I'm like, well, maybe you should think about it. I definitely (laughs) thought that went viral and people had, I saw that one. Oh my God. It was like, horrible no it wasn't horrible like the experience was great the guy was so nice but everyone like thinks they know you and thinks like tries to defend the bartender I'm like dude if you were like hey like can you guys carry this beer no one would fucking care I'm literally saying can you carry like one non-alcoholic beer like I think it's nice because the more people who ask for non-alcoholic options the more they'll be like oh my god there's a whole group of people that catering to and also they can charge you like seven bucks for non-alcoholic beer like I will pay it I will pay non-alcoholic option so I can feel included I can feel like your establishment is thinking about people who don't want to drink alcohol um and I can like cheers with all my friends like it's nice but people are coming Um, that's for sure 
Yeah, I saw that TikTok, saw the comment section. People are crazy. I've like kind of taken a break from TikTok because it was exhausting. But on the note of TikTok, um, shout yourself out. Where can people find you? Where do you want people to come and learn more about your experience? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at no booze babes. That's probably where I'm the most active. Um, no booze babes on TikTok. Um, you can check out my website, noboozebabes.com. We got <laughs> up in there if you want to rock some like sober swag. Um, and then my sister and I had a podcast. We did season one. It's called The Real Sisters of Sobriety. Um, yeah, our little tagline was like, we don't need a strong drink to tell you what we really think. My younger sister's also sober a few months after me. So that's been really special for us. And so we share about all of the topics, which, you know, as, as you two do as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been absolutely incredible. And thanks for sharing everything. Thank you both. And thank you for everything you do. Woohoo.